This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. There's a lot of GM in the news today. It already has an ambitious $20 billion strategy to make electric vehicles, but apparently it decided that's not enough. Reuters reports that tomorrow Mary Barra will announce that GM is going to turn up the heat on its EV plans. Instead of making Cadillac an all-electric brand by 2030, that gets moved up to 2025. And it's going to spend more money to bring other EVs to market faster. In South Korea, GM warned its labor union that ongoing strikes are hurting the company financially and it may not be able to make cars there in the future. The union is holding short daily strikes that already cost it 20,000 vehicles in lost production on top of the 60,000 that were lost earlier this year due to the pandemic. The union wants to get rid of a wage freeze that was put in place to prevent GM Korea from going bankrupt. GM is threatening to stop investing or allocating any more new products to GM Korea unless the strikes stop. Meanwhile, in the U.S., former GM board member and UAW vice president Joe Ashton was sentenced to two and a half years in prison for taking kickbacks and stealing money from the union. Two other UAW presidents, Gary Jones and Dennis Williams, are also going to spend time behind bars for the same reasons. Okay, now for some GM product news. GMC is coming out with an off-road version of the Canyon AT4 pickup. It gets 31-inch tires for more ground clearance, and the front air dam is removed for a better approach angle. There are bars to protect the rocker panels, as well as aluminum skid plates to protect the lower radiator, front differential, steering gear, and oil pan. It also gets an Eaton G80 rear automatic locking differential. Hardcore off-road vehicles are turning out to be one of the hottest segments in the industry right now. And the 2021 GMC Canyon AT4 Off-Road Performance Edition will join the club before the year is over. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Where is the car key? I don't understand which hole has the car key in it. Come on, I don't want to relate to this. Killing me, man. The all-new Elantra with Hyundai Digital Key. Honda revealed a prototype version of the new Civic, and while it may call it a prototype, we don't see much that's likely to change with the production model. Styling has significantly changed over the current generation Civic. The headlamp shape is new. The lower front fascia is more aggressive. The kick up behind the rear door is steeper and perhaps most significant. The rear taillights are no longer big C shapes that curl on top to the deck lid. But the big changes don't stop there. The infotainment screen now sits high on the dash, which allowed the designers to clean up the overall look with a long horizontal bar that also incorporates the air vents. Honda says the body structure is more rigid, which improves driving dynamics, and that the Civic will feature more powerful and fuel-efficient powertrains. The new Civic sedan will launch in spring of next year, followed by the hatchback, 
Civic SI, and Type R. Speaking of new reveals, Infinity took the wraps off the QX55. You might think of this as just a QX50 with a much more raked roof line, but exterior styling is quite different. It's hard to tell if the grille is actually bigger on the QX55 because that huge opening below it could just be playing tricks with our eyes. But there's no mistaking that the side air vents are massive compared to the ones on the QX50. They're even large enough to house the fog lamps. Aside from the sweeping roof line at the rear, there's also been changes to the lighting signature. You'll notice a kind of double hockey stick effect split by the cut line at the tailgate. Despite all the changes in the sheet metal, the interior looks identical. Like the Civic, the QX55 is expected to launch next spring. Renault is also showing off a new model called the Kyger. It's a concept right now that previews a future small crossover that will go into production. It's a good-looking model that has a similar shape to the Volvo XC40. Sounds as if it will be powered by a range of gasoline and diesel engines, including a new turbocharged gasoline unit. If you're wondering what that thing is on top of the vehicle, it's a roof rail system although it's like one we've never seen before. The Kyger will first be introduced in India, then roll out to other global markets after that. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game, and by Hyundai. German supplier ZF developed new technology for semi-trucks called Automated Coupling Assist. It enables trucks to automatically hook up to a trailer. The driver selects the trailer he or she wants to attach to, and when the camera sees the correct trailer, the driver receives a signal. At that point, the driver just pushes a button to start the automatic coupling process. The truck takes care of everything, and once it's complete, the operator can just drive off. ZF says its technology can make this process up to 50% faster. Earlier this year, Toyota introduced an electric medium-duty van in Europe called the Pro Ace Electric. And now the automaker is showing off the passenger version, the Pro Ace Verso Electric. It's offered with 50 and 75 kilowatt-hour batteries. The smaller pack provides 230 kilometers of range, or about 143 miles, but that's based on the more outdated WLTP test cycle, while the 75 kilowatt hour pack delivers 330 kilometers of range or 205 miles. The van is available in three body lengths, can seat up to nine people, and it's equipped with Toyota's Safety Sense suite of driver assistance technology. It goes on sale in Europe in March. And if the van looks familiar, that's because it's a rebadged version of a PSA Group vehicle which is part of a deal the two automakers signed two years ago. This makes us wonder, though, if Toyota will still work with PSA after it merges with FCA and becomes Stellantis. Morgan Stanley analyst Adam Jonas says we need to rethink how Tesla stock is valued. He argues it shouldn't be based on car sales alone because that ignores the multiple businesses Tesla is involved in. Jonas says, quote, Tesla is on the verge of a profound model shift from selling cars to generating high margin, recurring software and services revenue. He also says Tesla's Internet of Cars opportunity is real 
and has the potential to unlock even more value for the company. That's referring to its ride-sharing and connected vehicle services. Because of that, Morgan Stanley has set a new price target for Tesla at $530 a share, which is up from its earlier price target of $360. Yesterday, Tesla's stock surged, closing at $441 a share, adding about $40 billion to its value after the S&P 500 announced it will add Tesla to its index. Tomorrow on AutoLine After Hours, we're going to take a deep dive into where automotive suppliers are headed. They're taking over more and more of the things that automakers used to do in-house, all the way to making entire cars. Don Walker, the outgoing CEO of Magna, will be on the show. He's probably the longest-serving supplier CEO, and he helped build Magna into the powerhouse it is today. So join John and Gary for some of the best insights into the automotive industry. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching. We hope to see you again tomorrow. Thank you.